Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in cars going to festivals. Hey, we did a festival. It was amazing. And in person. I've missed it so much. It's been a long time coming. In fact, it's been two years Yeah. for, for at least both of us to be at a festival. I honestly think Harvest Nights was the last festival we were both at. Like, the, yeah. the last festival that existed. Yes, for both of us. For both of us. I, I, I got lucky in uh, February of 2020 and hit convocation before COVID would shut down everything. Right. Um, but yeah, after after that, everything else stopped. And so we got to finally go to a festival together. Yeah. Um, and it's different. It is, but also felt it had that coming home kind of feeling it did it certainly did it, it did not take us long to get back into the back into the swing of things yeah it definitely like the first the first night there was definitely you could tell like a lot of just catching up with people in person way more than typically happens at festivals like, festivals always have that element of, like, catching up with the people you only see a couple times a year. But it was particularly pronounced, it I, was, I thought. It, it was, I, I mean, it was a very small festival, um, which we, we know that some people did not come because of COVID oh, yeah. still. Yeah. Um, that, that was expressed to the organizers, and, you know, well, we're not ready yet, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but for those of us who were there, it was just really nice yeah and I think that it was so small was definitely beneficial to like the easing back into being around people for me yeah um it made things a lot more comfortable and the weather thankfully was nice so we got to spend the whole time the whole time Outside. outside with the exception of going in to like use the bathroom or get more water like yeah. we were outside yeah, it was a gorgeous weekend. Um, not only are the, the trees starting to turn, but you know, there were a couple of apple trees that had just dropped their apples up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a nice a nice chance to get back at it, um, and I think too partially because it was so small, we were able to modify the. The, the schedule a little bit. Yeah, it was nice and relaxed. Like, yeah. you know, we had, we knew what the workshops were that were happening that weekend, but, like, for instance, my workshop was first thing on Saturday morning, 
It was supposed to start at 9. I don't think we started till like 9.45 just because people were still eating breakfast and we were chatting and we knew that we would still get to all the things we wanted to. Yeah. Um, in fact, Friday night we didn't even do, actually do a workshop. <laughs> yeah, well, we moved the workshop that was supposed to be happening Friday night to Saturday. Yeah. Um, and it all fit. It all fit. It's one of the cool things about a small festival is that everything will fit eventually. Yeah. And you don't have to worry too much about it. Um, but very different than virtual festivals. Very for sure. different, yeah. Um, one of the things that I have noticed over the last two years is that, and I don't know if this has to do with the fact that we just all do a lot of Zoom meetings these days, but it's really hard to get into the festival sometimes. I have such a hard time with Zoom. And I think one of the things that was mentioned this weekend was that virtual festivals have been like, you show up, you listen to a lecture, and then everybody leaves the, the meeting before you get to, like, talk. Yeah. Um, like, you know, some people hang around and kind of continue the, the whatever the presentation was discussion, but there's not really that opportunity for just downtime talking about stuff. Yeah. Um, even with the hospitality rooms that we've tried to, like, Wellspring and Summerlands this year has had, like, a separate room for people to just hang out and chat. Um, but it's, it pales in comparison to, to in-person festivals. It does. And I think part of that is because you can't have a side conversation. Yeah. I think that's a, a big part of it. You can't move just a little bit further away from the fire and chat with somebody. Everybody hears everything that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and, you know, one or two people end up dominating conversation with something that doesn't really interest you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to step aside or, you know, even just turn to another person and not interrupt the main conversation right. and have a little sidebar. And you just, we, we've not figured out a way to do that with something like Zoom or... Uh, any of the other web conferencing programs that we've been using. That particular piece of festival connection, I think, is what we've been heavily missing. Yeah, and I think is what made this one, like, feel so much like coming home. Yeah. Yeah, it was... There, there was some worry, I think... I don't know if I'd call it worry. There was some concern that... It would be hard to get back into after just hanging out on Zoom and not seeing people for two years, but no, it was not. I didn't really have that concern. <laughs> I was concerned about how we would navigate uh, pandemic precautions. Yeah. But the fact that we could be outside, like, made me comfortable with all of that. Yeah, and I. Everybody was vaccinated. Nobody blinked an eye at masking. It was, you know, yeah. it was fine. We were there for each other. Mm -hmm. And if, if someone was uncomfortable or if there was a kid who was unvaccinated, because there were a couple of kids there, yeah, um, it, it was not a big deal. Yeah. Put the mask up. It would be fine. I, I think that that aspect of caring for each other that we've also developed over this past two years uh, has also 
impacted us positively when it comes to this stuff. I, I would be surprised to see certainly any ADF festival, but most festivals, I would be surprised to see anything where you know, wearing a mask or a, a vaccine requirement was an issue. Yeah. So. And again, this one being small definitely helped ease back into that. Yeah, it did. Um, so one of my favorite things about Harvest Nights, like different from other festivals, um, is the fact that there is always an arts and crafts or hands-on make something workshop. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we talked about previously that like those are the kind of workshops that I give and it's been like you can't do them effectively over Zoom. We haven't figured that out. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that not only did we get to have an in-person festival, but the fact that one of the one of my highlights of Harvest Nights is that there is always some sort of crafty thing um, that's organized was just really great. I mean, this this year we made uh, dream pillows where we we made pillows that were full of uh, like aromatic herbs. Um, that the the person who gave that workshop, you know, it does a lot of herbalism, and so there were meanings to all the herbs and and stuff. And then we we sewed up our little pillow. Yeah, um, practice my sewing. Yeah. And then uh, the second like crafty workshop we did was it was really great that it came after yours on divination because then the instructions for the next workshop were let's make a divination set. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, they had set out, like, all different types of, uh, like, wood token pieces and, um, like, a wood burner. And there were, um, I got blank playing cards and markers and started messing with stuff. Um, you made a, a little fire divination set. Yeah, I, I started it. It was it was cool because we had been talking about fire scrying and it being an open system. And so I was like you know, maybe I'll just draw some of the things that I, like, typically see and they have meaning in the fire. And uh, my art skills aren't awesome, <laughs> but, you know, the couple of things I, I was able to translate to uh, a drawing, you know, it'll be useful. I only, I only made, like, eight of them, but... I mean, I could tell what you were drawing. Yeah, so, yeah. So, bonus. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was good to get back. It was it was nice to get to see people that I haven't seen in two years. Yeah. You know, it, it, we we used to do this all the time. We'd go, we'd see people that we hadn't seen in a year, or see people that we hadn't seen in six months, and that was a big thing. But not seeing people for two years—that's mm -hmm. that's a lot. Yeah. Well, and as I told you earlier, uh, it was worth the drive. Yes. Like it's a. 11 to 12 hour drive for us one way and it was worth the drive yeah and we spent what two nights there yeah <laughs> so it, it was it's not like we it's we, not a long festival yeah it, in fact a third of our festival time is driving yeah pretty much <laughs> um which is which seems like a lot but you know we're midwesterners we're we're good with this <laughs> It's almost far enough to fly, but then we'd be druids and planes going to festivals, and the, 
that, that's a much harder sound to cancel out of when it comes to, to have external noise. Also, there's lots of other people listening in on those conversations. That's also true. I mean, like, we know that people are going to listen in on these conversations, <laughs> obviously. But <laughs> but it's different to get that talking intimacy when you're surrounded by other people. It is. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it was good and it was fun. And I, I'm glad that we took the trip. I'm glad that we made yeah. it out here. Yeah, me too. And the other thing that we got to do kind of for the first time in a really long time is a full in-person ritual with no cameras. And not only no cameras, but no tech at all. Yeah. Like, there, there was... We, we didn't do any recording or anything like that. It was not until after the rite that we took a picture of the omen. Um, and we have not done ritual without tech in two years. Yeah. So, yeah, that hadn't even occurred to me, but it was nice. Yeah. Well, it's nice. it, it was a whole lot easier to set up. Yeah, well, and the ritual itself was just super relaxed. We did a round-robin ritual, um, which, I mean, I, I am generally a big fan of round-robin stuff. Um, not only because you end up doing parts that you don't normally do, uh, but it also removes any sense of hierarchy. It does. Um, which I, I really enjoy. Yeah. And, you know, anyone can do any part. Yeah. It just kind of depends on where you're sitting. And, and you can kind of gauge what your next part will be based on how many people are between you and that, which gives you a chance to... to consider what you're going to say or do. Yeah, but it's not like a lot of festival rituals where, like, the clergy are running the ritual and taking all the magical parts, and, like, it's nice that it's just wherever you're sitting is whatever part you're doing. And, like, this time, for me, like, I had Earth Mother and Nature Spirits, which are parts that I almost never do anymore. Um, So it was nice. Yeah. I got, what, an opening prayer. I ended up opening the gates, which was fine. And waters. Like, you and did waters, the, the normal yeah. stuff that you normally do. I, I did but do I stuff. got to do <laughs> stuff that I don't normally get to do. It's just an accident of where I was sitting. Yeah. That's, that is okay. We, we even figured out how to manage waters in a, you know, pandemic space because we, we just poured out waters rather than trying to drink from a cup or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there was some concern about that, how we were going to do waters just before, and I'm like, it'd be fine. Yep. We all got a water bottle. We'll just pour some water in there. It'd be yep. good. Yep. Which is what we did. Um, yeah, no, it, it went really well. I was very, very pleased. It's not... I'm looking forward to more of this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org.
As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.